ABC Listen. Podcasts, radio, news, music and more. Hi, I'm Sam Hawley, coming to you from Gadigal Land. This is ABC News Daily. If there was an Australian politician facing 91 criminal charges, would you consider voting for them at an election? Probably not, but in America there are plenty of people who would. Donald Trump was indicted for a fourth time this week, but still he's the Republican's pick to run at next year's US election. Today, political scientist at the University of Chicago, Susan Stokes, on Donald Trump's supporters and why they won't give him up. Susan, Donald Trump has just been indicted for the fourth time, this time in the state of Georgia, and these charges were unveiled by the Fulton County District Attorney, Fannie Willis. Today, a Fulton County grand jury returned a true bill of indictment. Just tell me what these latest charges relate to. They relate to the effort to undo the outcome of the presidential election in Georgia. For the second time this month, former US President Donald Trump has been indicted for trying to overturn the 2020 election. The new charges against Donald Trump and 18 of his allies were returned in a late-night session. What really stands out about these charges is that They're based on what we call RICO conspiracy. That is an idea there was a a conspiracy, a sort of plot among a commission of people to break the law. The indictment includes 41 felony counts and is 97 pages long. Mm, This latest indictment outlines eight ways the defendants were accused of obstructing the election. I mean, it's really serious, isn't it? It's very serious, yes. Charging 19 individuals with violations of Georgia law arising from a criminal conspiracy to overturn the results of the 2020 presidential election in this state. The act that really garnered a lot of attention when it happened was the phone call that Donald Trump made to the the Secretary of State of Georgia asking him to find additional votes for Donald Trump to allow him to appear to have won that election. All I want to do is this. I just want to find uh, 11,780 votes, which is one more that we have, because we won the state. It was an incredible recording of that phone call that we've heard a few times now. Yes. (laughs) Yes. These charges, of course, partly stem from that leaked phone call. What's Donald Trump been saying about all this, Susan? Well, there's a very standard counter-narrative that he deploys, which is that the the people bringing the charges are partisan, crazy, etc. It's a kind of conspiracy against him and and by extension he adds frequently against people like you meaning his his base of supporters if they they're coming after me and they'll come after you next is a standard kind of refrain from him. And I am the only one that can save this nation because you know they're not coming after me, they're coming after you, and I just happen to be standing in their way and I will never be moving. 
Let's now move to the wider implications of this because, of course, Donald Trump is still running to become president again. So he's been indicted four times. He's facing more than 90 charges, but still he's the front runner to become the Republican nominee to run for president again. More than that, the, the, it isn't just that he is remains the front runner despite these charges. His campaign was really flagging his efforts to become the the nominee again um, were not doing particularly well until the Mar-a-Lago seizure of documents when the FBI went to his his home and club in, in Florida. It's awful what happened yesterday. We think it's an abuse of power. What the FBI just did was totally unacceptable. You might be in Venezuela or China or, or Russia or even in Hitler's Germany. And that's when his support among the Republican base really revived. And then, you know, as his legal challenges have have grown, that support has grown in proportion. So now he seems to be the unbeatable. So the indictments are actually helping him. The first poll taken after special counsel Jack Smith charged Trump over his attempt to steal the 2020 election has Trump extending his lead. Trump And the latest polling's incredible, showing that he's likely to get 54% of the vote and easily win to become the Republican nominee. It's pretty incredible. This week, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis is the only other candidate in double digits on 16%. Yeah, and I think the safe bet is that he, he will become the nominee. It, it certainly looks like things are going in that direction right now. However, it is potentially a fluid situation. He, it's important to remember that a year ago, he was struggling as a pre-candidate and the governor of Florida, Ron DeSantis, appeared to be um, sort of prepared to overtake him in the polls of Republicans. So it's not impossible that something would happen that would hurt his chances. And there does seem to be a bit of movement toward a position among some Republican voters of, you know, I, I love Trump, but he may not be able to win. Mm -hmm. And so, and that sort of strategic thinking by voters could undermine his position a bit on the in the, the primary electorate. It seems also, Susan, that if other candidates dare to criticise Donald Trump, that doesn't go very well for them. Mike Pence has done that repeatedly, and he's done it again in the last few days, saying that the Georgia elections were not stolen, as Donald Trump has said. The Georgia election was not stolen, and I had no right to overturn the election on January 6th. It's a, a difficult road for them, isn't it? It's very difficult, and Pence in particular, the former vice president, is in a very difficult situation. I just think he it's pretty much in, in mathematically impossible for him. He has to appear to be sort of the um, inheritor of the Trump mantle, the former vice president, and so forth. Um, but he also needs to explain why, if somebody likes Trump, they would vote for him instead. I really do believe that uh, anyone who puts himself over the Constitution should never be president of the United States. And anyone who asks someone else to put themselves over the Constitution should never be president of the United States again. He needs to distance himself and become more critical of Trump for those reasons. But the Trump supporters are particularly um, disdainful of him because they blame him um, incorrectly for for not 
basically keeping Trump in office. They blame him for not doing what Trump wanted him to do, which was to refuse to certify the election on January 6th. All Vice President Pence has to do is send it back to the states to recertify. And we become president and you are the happiest people. Mm, so tell me, Susan, do the polls show who is really throwing their support behind Trump? Despite all of these charges against him, is it women? Is it men? Is it young people? Are they old? Who are these people that are just rusted on supporters of Donald Trump? His his strengths come from rural areas and from white working class men and women. Mm-hmm. So the MAGA base is is made up of somewhat disproportionately of lower lower income, lower education, certainly Republican men and women. There is more unity under Donald Trump under the four years that he was in office than we've ever had in this country. President Trump is investigated because they're scared that he's running and he will win again. I know what this is all about. Weaponized DOJ, weaponized FBI, weaponized the IRS. That's what they've been doing. We have seen a little bit of movement recently of highly educated, so college-educated Republicans being willing to say in larger numbers that he didn't actually, that Trump didn't actually win the 2020 elections, that Biden actually was the winner. Mm-hmm. But overall, he, he, he continues to retain overwhelming support. Okay, so why, Susan, on earth do you think that these Trump supporters don't seem to care about these serious legal troubles he's facing? What is going through their minds, do you think? Well, I think you have to put yourself in their position on that and on a lot of things where Mm -hmm. they are walled off from the kind of information that other people get. So the only version of what's happening to Donald Trump legally that they really are exposed to is this idea that this is a kind of Biden Department of Justice plot to keep Trump from from running for office again. You know, if they if they watch Fox News, for example, they don't get coverage of, you know, the real information about the about the indictments. Yeah, all right. I read that in half a century of modern presidential primaries, no candidate who led his or her nearest rival by at least 20 points at this stage has ever lost a party nomination. Donald Trump's lead is almost twice as much as that. Is there anything, Susan, do you think that can get in his way now? Uh, health, (laughs) his personal health. Um, You know, both Joe Biden and Donald Trump are, are elderly men. I think it's unlikely anything's going to get in his way of getting the Republican nomination. I Mm. think it's much more complicated for him to get elected president. Yes, all right. You think it will be a pretty tough battle for Donald Trump to win the election next year. But it's always a possibility, of course, if he was to win. Susan, what does that say about democracy in America? And what does it mean for allies like Australia? It's all bad news. Mm. Australia, NATO allies, I mean, I would you revert to we don't, you know, we don't know what to expect from this person. This is a highly unusual, unpredictable, irrational foreign policy, uh, if you can even call it that. And then domestically, Trump has made clear that item number one on the agenda is revenge. It would be a very difficult 
period. You know, we really have had very close to tight elections, you know, a few million votes here or there. I, I think that the safe money would be on Biden winning, but there are all kinds of things that could get in the way of that. So, you know, more sour news on the economy. The economy's been performing pretty well, but Biden's not getting much credit for it. If it turned sour again, that could be really, really difficult if inflation flared again. It, it isn't as though you'd need a big kind of um, shift away from Biden or from the Democrats to, to have Trump elected. It could be a small shift in his favor. Susan Stokes is a political scientist at the University of Chicago. Donald Trump's first trial is scheduled to begin in March next year. This episode was produced by Veronica App-App, Anna John, Nell Whitehead and Sam Dunn, who also did the mix. Our supervising producer is David Cody. Over the weekend, catch This Week with James Glenday, where he'll be looking at the Matildas World Cup moment. And watch your feed on Sunday for the latest episode of Matt Bevan's If You're Listening podcast. I'm Sam Hawley. ABC News Daily will be back again on Monday. Thanks for listening.